comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Come with me to Titus chapter 3. Last two weeks, we read Titus chapter 2. Tonight, we are reading Titus chapter 3, the Good News Version. And we are going to be reading from verse 1 all the way to the end. I will do a quick reading. Amen. The book of Titus is a book that we've been studying, okay? And so every time when we meet, we read it. And I've encouraged you that take time and be reading the book because it's such that you can't exhaust it. It's a book that is loaded with a lot of stuff for our spiritual edification and nourishment. And we need to read it daily. Amen? And I said that if you can read it at all, at least on the Wednesday you are coming for service. Like today we are reading Titus chapter 3. Next week when we meet, we will read Titus chapter 1. Amen? And so on the day, just read through it. The Spirit of God will minister to you through that. Okay? So Paul writes to Titus and he says in chapter 3, 1, go, remind your people to submit to rulers and authorities, obey them, and to be ready to do good in every way. Tell them not to speak evil of anyone, but to be peaceful and always to show a gentle attitude toward everyone. Is it not exciting? Is it not exciting? He said, tell them not to speak evil of anyone, but to be peaceful and friendly and always to show a gentle attitude toward everyone okay for we ourselves were once foolish disobedient and wrong we're slaves to passions and pleasures of all kinds we spent our lives in malice and envy others hated us and we hated them wow but when the kindness and love of god our savior was revealed he saved us it was not because of any good deeds that we were we ourselves had done but because of his mercy that he saved us turn to your neighbor and say you are saved because of his mercy so don't brag about your salvation. It's not of your works. Praise the Lord. He said, through the Holy Spirit who gives us new birth and new life by washing us, God poured out the Holy Spirit abundantly on us through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that by his grace we might be put right with God and come into possession of the eternal life we hope for. This is a true saying, and I want you to give special emphasis to these matters so that those who believe in God may be concerned with giving their time to doing good deeds which are good and useful for everyone. Do you see that? Those who believe in God must give their time to what? They must give their time to what? Ask your neighbor, what do you use your time for? Yeah, what do you use the time for? The Bible says, if you say you are a Christian and give your time to doing good deeds, good deeds, goodies, works that bless others, works that edify, works that enlarges and expands the kingdom. Then he says in verse 9, but avoid stupid arguments. 
long list of ancestors, quarrels, fights about the law. They are useless and worthless. Give at least two warnings to those who cause divisions and then have nothing more to do with them. Did you see that? So when somebody is divisive, he said, try and correct the person. But if after second admonition, make sure you leave them alone. You see, Paul is talking about division here. And the book of Romans, he also talks about division. He said, mark those who cause divisions among you. That's why one of the attributes and characteristics that must not be found in a church is divisive attitude. We belong here. We are Ashantis. You are Ewes. We are Kous. Then in the church, there will be Fanti confederacy, Ashanti confederation in the church. That's not godly. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not godly. It's not godly. Where you come to church, you should be able to flow with everybody regardless of their background. Are you here with me? Yeah, that's what Christians do. Christians, when they meet, we can't tell which one is Anewe, which one is Ashanti, which one is Kwe, which one is Agan. All of us, the Bible says, for in Christ Jesus, there's neither Greek nor Jew. How come you come to check, young lady, you are looking for somebody to marry and say, I must marry somebody from my tribe. Which tribe do you belong to? I thought you belong to the tribe of Judah, which Christ has headship over. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Yeah, that, you see, we have to have a way of influencing our parents who are not godly or who don't understand Bible. And we do so gently and respectfully. If you're a Christian and you can't get on, you can't have a best friend from another tribe. You need to work on yourself. Praise the Lord. Because some of us, the only people we get along with are people who speak our language. And you limit your ability to have influence and impart your world. I see God give you great influence. He said, verse 11, you know that such people are corrupt and their sins prove that they are wrong. Verse 12, when I send Atimos and Tychicus to you, do your best to come to me in Nicopolis because I've decided to spend the winter there. Do your best to help Zenas, the lawyer, and Apollos to get started on their travels and see to it that they have everything. The, the, our people, somebody say our people. Uh, say us. ELC. Must learn to spend our time let's read it in our context one go must learn to spend our time doing good in order to provide for real needs they should not live useless lives ask your neighbor what kind of life are you living yeah some christians live useless lives they are not useful to god they are not useful to his kingdom useless lives they spend their time serving the world Seven, their passions. They never invest in things of eternal value. He said, all who are with me send you greetings. Give our greetings to our friends in the faith. Amen. Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you that you are upon us. So bless us. Your word transforms us. Your word renews us. We are changed from glory to glory, even as we look into the light of your word tonight. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so in Titus chapter 1 and verse number 4, Paul tells us who he is writing the letter to Titus 1-4. The New King James Version says, To Titus, a true son in our common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul introduces himself and then he tells you who he's writing to and the letter is addressed to Titus. But there's a certain description Paul gives to Titus. What's that description? He calls him a true son. Somebody say a true son. Say a true son. And we establish the fact that Paul did not use the title of a true son just for Titus. He also used it for another guy by the name of Timothy. 
And that can be found in 1 Timothy 1, verse 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope to Timothy, a true son in the faith. Somebody say, a true son in the faith. Okay, so we established that whatever made these guys true sons to Apostle Paul must be very important to us. Amen? Because when we are born again, we become children of God. But in ministry, for us to be effective and for us to fulfill our callings and do what God will have us to do, we need to have the posture of sons. Amen? Paul and Timothy and Titus related like father relates to children. He calls them sons and they called him father. And that is how he was able to impart them, equip them to be able to fulfill their ministries. And so we started exploring some biblical characteristics of a true son. Somebody say a true son. Uh -huh. So when you are a true son, what was unique about Titus, what was unique about Timothy, that Paul singled them out. Of the many people Paul ministered to, he singled these two guys out and he called them true sons. What was unique about them? We've looked at a number of them. But in recent times, I think we have gotten to a point where we are saying that one major characteristic of a true son is a true son listens to the instruction of his father. A true son. Somebody say a true son. Listens and follows the instructions of his father. Titus chapter 1 verse 5. The New Living Translation. Titus 1 5. I left you on the island of Crete so you could complete our work there and appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? He says... I left you where? Let's read it together. I left you where? In the island of Crete so you could so you could and appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. So Paul says, I have given you some instructions. The reason why you are my son is because I have given you some instructions. Some instructions. Now look at 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14 to 15. 1 Timothy 3 14 to 15. He says, we are reading from the New International Version. Although I hope, although I what? Hope to come to you soon, I am writing, I'm writing suggestions. I'm giving you ideas. I'm giving you what? Instructions. I'm writing these instructions so that if I am delayed, what will happen? If I'm delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's house, which is the church of the living God, the pillar. All right, so uh, last two weeks we established that if you read those two letters, three letters actually, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus, they are basically books of instruction. Somebody say books of instructions. And we said that there are many attributes a true son manifests. But the greatest of them all is their attitude and response to instructions. If you are a son, the most important attribute you can possess, you can look like your father, you can do many things, but the most important attribute you must cultivate is the attitude of prompt response to instructions. Somebody say instructions. Say instructions. Look at Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8, the New Living Translation. Listen, my son. To your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's 
teaching. This is Proverbs 1.8, the New International Version. Listen, my son, to what? To your what? Father's instructions. And do not forsake the teaching. Your teaching. The teachings of your mother. Again, Proverbs 4.1. Proverbs 4.1, New International Version. This is what he says. Listen, my Listen, my to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain. 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 Proverbs 13, verse 1. This is New International Version. A wise son heeds. A wise what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But a mocker does not respond to rebukes. So we are seeing instructions. One of the things that distinguishes you as a wise son is your attitude towards instructions. Praise the Lord. That's what made Solomon wise. You know, in the book of Proverbs, he tells you a lot of things. My father, I was instructed. My father said this. My father said this. My father said that. Now, that was one of the things that set Solomon apart from all his siblings. All of them. He was unique because of his response and attitude towards his father's instructions. Please appreciate that the Bible is basically a book of instructions. Somebody see the Bible. It's a book of instructions. Yeah, that's what the Bible is. It's a book of instructions. And so if you don't have the posture and the attitude of responding properly to instructions, you will find a difficulty relating with God. The Bible is a book of instructions. Look at what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17. This is New King James Version. He said, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for what? For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. Oh, for instruction that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible is a book of what? Instructions. All scripture is given and is profitable for instruction. So, when you study the word of God, you must be looking for instructions. Instructions are the things you are to do. I've told you already that in Christ, there are two ways we live. There is what has been done for us, and there is what we are to do. Somebody say, in Christ, there is what has been done for me, and there is what I'm expected to do. Now, so when you read your Bible, there are two things you must always look out for. Look out for what has been done for you. What has God done for you in Christ? In Christ, God has made you righteous. Say an amen. amen. Yeah. In Christ, God has lifted you above satanic forces. Shout a better amen. amen. In Christ, God has given you eternal life. Amen. In Christ, God has made you rich and not poor. In Christ, God has made you more than a conqueror. Amen. In Christ, you have become the beloved of God. Amen. In Christ, God loves you above all things. Amen. In Christ, God has guaranteed your forgiveness from all sins. Amen. Now, these are rich benefits you have in Christ. But beyond this, there are also what Christ expects you to do in the light of what he has done for you. You see, when somebody is kind to you, it becomes only an obligation. A matter of gratitude. It's not an obligation, but a matter of gratitude to pay them back with goodness. You know, so it's only a wicked person who, when they have been shown love and mercy, they go out and they begin to show wickedness. You remember, Jesus talked about the parable of a man who was forgiven less. And instead of being grateful and giving another person opportunity, he wanted to even pay another person with much wickedness. 
And Jesus said, this one needs to be punished severely. A lot has been done for us. Turn to your neighbor and say, a lot has been done for us. That's what makes Christianity rich. I was telling a brother who helped me the past month. And today I was with him and I was just telling him something. That Christianity is the best life. There is no better life outside Christianity. Amen. <laughs> May you experience that for real. Amen. Yeah, because you see, when you have not taken a very deep dive into this thing called Christianity, you will not enjoy the riches of the grace of God. And once you are not experiencing it, you will think that there's a better life out there. I tell you, there's no better life outside the life in Christ. Amen. There's no better life outside the life in what? Christ. There's no better life outside the life in Christ. Praise the Lord. In every nation, if you are outside Christ, you cannot enjoy a better life. There's only a better life in Christ. That's why our broadcast is called Better Life. The Bible said Jesus came that we might have and obtain life, life abundant, until it overflows. That's the kind of life you and I have in Christ. Somebody have a rich life. Have a blessed life. I have an excellent life. I have a successful life in Christ. So what I'm saying is that the Bible is basically a book of what? Instructions. Look at Romans chapter 15 verse 4. Whatever was written aforetime, in former days was written for our instruction. Somebody say written for my instruction. Say written for my instruction. Whatever was written aforetime was written for my instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 11. Now these things happened to them as an example but they were written down for our instructions. They were written down for our So everything in the scripture is written to instruct you. Are you with me? Somebody say, ah, I, I think that one wife is not enough. I want multiple wives. Take instruction from Solomon. Praise the Lord. Yeah. When Solomon decided that he will marry more wives, what was the end of Solomon? <laughs> Somebody said, all is vanity. You see, the end of Solomon was very sad. The Bible said when he was old, his wives turned his heart away from the law. Away from the law. Away. His wives turned his heart away from the law. Now, do you want to end your life with your heart turned away from God? So, when you are making life choices, you want to look at the best of options. So, it's not everything that we follow. When you go to the book of Proverbs, Solomon said, I went to the field of a lazy man, and I observed the field, and I took instruction. When you look at lazy people, where do they end? You must take instruction. Are you here with me? When you look at people who are always quarreling, where do they end? People who are always gossiping, where do they end? Take instructions. Praise the Lord. Are you getting blessed tonight? Okay, so we establish the fact that instruction is critical. But how powerful are instructions? How powerful are instructions? Proverbs 4, verse 13. Proverbs 4, 13. The New International Version. Look at this with me and let's read it together. Proverbs 4.13, New International Version, NIV. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's go together. One go. Hold on to. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is. It is what? It is what? <laughs> Do you know what that means? It means that where you are now, <laughs> where your life is now, how your life is looking now, 
has become the result of your disposition towards instructions. It is your life. Instruction is what results in how you will be. Where you end a life is a function of what you do with instructions, particularly the instructions of Scripture. The instructions of what? So the Bible says, hold on to instructions. Do what? Hold on to instructions. Now, if the Bible tells you to hold on to instructions, anything the Bible tells you to hold on to must be very important. How many of you believe that? Yeah, anything. Like, for instance, if you go for swimming, they give you life jacket. Life jacket, thank you very much. Life jacket. Now, you can enter the sea or wherever you are swimming and say, I don't like life jacket. It makes me feel clumsy. I don't want to use it. <laughs> yeah. By saying that you don't want life jacket, you are also saying what you want. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't like life jacket. It restricts me. It doesn't make me listen. What you are simply saying is that I like death. Oh, it's too difficult to submit to my husband. My husband is some way. I can't, I, I don't understand him. I can't submit to him. Look at him. You see, <laughs> it's good. I agree with you. But by refusing to submit to your husband, you are also choosing something else you don't like. And that is that you will not have peace in the house. Am I complicating here? You will enjoy the best of your husband. My wife has an attitude that is one kind. Pastor is different from your own. So I have to deal with it hard. Husband, let me tell you, the instruction is that love your wives, regardless of whatever they do. Are you here with me? Now, if you say that because of your wife, you can't follow that instruction, you are also choosing something else you wouldn't like. Are you here with me? So hold on to what instructions? Turn to your name and say, hold on to instructions. Because it matters. Hold on to instructions. And said, do not let it go. This is Solomon. The wise man is telling you something. Hold on to instructions. What makes instructions so powerful that Solomon will tell us to hold on to it? Let's talk on a few things. Number one, instructions are critical for success in all areas of life. In all areas of life. Now, if you're going to be successful in any area of your life, you have to pay attention to instruction. If you go to class and you want to be a successful student, you have to pay attention to the instructions the teacher gives. True or false? True or false? The teacher says, okay, everybody come to class with notebooks. You say, as for me, I don't want to come with notebooks. Everybody look on the screen. I'm giving an example. Uh, 2x plus 2y. Then you are doing something else. Now, continue. You are free. <laughs> you are free to do whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, don't forget, exams will be set. And you will fail very, very well. Praise the Lord. You shall not fail in Jesus' name. So, instructions are critical for success. You go to an office. Let's say you are attached to an office to work there. You have to learn to follow the instructions your boss gives you. Your boss tells you, report to this office at 7.30. You say, I stay at a very far place. I can always come at 9. <laughs> okay. After your probation, if they don't give you the job, don't blame God. I'm going out for lunch. Stay in. Somebody is coming. Then... The moment your boss leaves, you pick up your phone, and then you are on phone. You are on phone talking, talking, talking. The person who your boss says is coming comes, and he doesn't find you at the desk. He goes back, and your boss comes to meet you. What will happen to you? You lose your job. Turn to your neighbor's instructions. Now, if you don't learn to follow instructions, life will be difficult. 
Very, very difficult for you. Life will be very, very difficult for you. Learn to follow instructions because they are critical for success. Look at how he puts the same text in the New Living Translation. Look at that. Proverbs 4.13. He said, take hold of instructions. Do not let them go. Guard them for they are the key to life. They are the key to what? Now, if they are the key to life, then without them, what do you have? Death. Do you understand? In other words, if you don't follow instructions, many things will die around you. Your business will die. Your marriage will die. Many things will die around you. That's why instructions are critical. They are the key to life. Proverbs 6, 23, NIV. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light. Correction and instructions are the way to... Are the way to... The way to... So instructions are critical. They are very important and we must hold on to instructions because they are critical for success in all areas of life. Somebody say they are critical for success in all areas of life. The context we read, Titus and Timothy needed to hold on to instruction in order to build solid churches. They were in difficult places. Ephesus and Crete were no mean cities. Very difficult places to pastor and do ministry. Paul gave them instruction. Their success was tied to what they did with Paul's instructions. God is also giving us instruction. Wednesday after Sunday, what we do with it will determine our success in this life. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from where? Your mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you make your way prosperous. And you have what? Good success. Good success. Predicated on what we do with instructions. Number two. Instructions equip you for excellence in life and ministry. Somebody say instructions. Equip me for excellence. In life and ministry. Say instructions. Equip me for excellence. In life and ministry. Yeah. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 to 17. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be, may be complete, may be your life will be complete. Amen. You will not have a lopsided life. Amen. Your life will be complete. Amen. Complete spiritual life. Amen. Complete relational life. Amen. Complete social life. Amen. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? Amen. He says that the man of God will be complete. Then, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Is it possible for somebody to be equipped for every good work? Yes. How? By taking hold to instructions. Taking hold to what? Yeah, taking hold to instructions. When you go to medical school, you are instructed on how to do medicine and practice medicine. When you go to flight school, you are taught on the instructions on how to fly a plane. When you go to an engineering school, you are taught mechanics and all the things that have to do with engineering. But let me tell you, when you come to Bible school or you stay with God's work, you are taught how to handle every challenge of life. That's the difference. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the difference. That's what makes scriptural knowledge superior to all. He says all scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable. They equip you for every good area of life. If you want to live an excellent life, please pay attention to instructions. Somebody say instructions. Equip me 
for excellence in life and ministry. Number three, instructions increases your store of knowledge. When you are instructed, it increases your store of knowledge, your store of knowledge, your store of knowledge. Listening to instructions and staying with instructions increases your store of knowledge. Proverbs 21 verse 11, he said, when the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. But when the wise is instructed, he receives what? He receives what? He receives knowledge. Paul gave knowledge freely to Titus, how to pastor a church in a difficult place, how to raise leaders in a difficult place, how to raise godly Christians in a difficult place. The same was given to uh, Timothy, how to make sure that the church was working. Instructions. They increase your store of knowledge. Timothy, how do you know that before you appoint somebody to be a leader in the church, they must be husband of one wife? Paul gave him that instruction. And that instruction gave him knowledge on what to do. Listen, when you are instructed, it helps you to know things. It helps you to know what? Yeah, it helps you to know things. If you are open for instruction, you learn many things than those who cannot be instructed don't have access to. I like this number four. Instructions make you wise. Instructions make you what? Christ is made unto us the wisdom of God and the power of God. Wisdom. Now listen. There are many things we can value in life, but the greatest thing you must treasure and value above all is wisdom. Somebody say value wisdom. Value. Say treasure wisdom. Treasure. Because it's a principal thing. Say it's a principal thing. Principal. For life. Yeah. yeah. Wisdom is a principal thing. The Bible said, with all thy getting, get a car, get a wife, get a child, get children, get all of them. But with all thy getting, get what? Get wisdom. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. When I get to a certain point in the series I'm doing on SL today, I'll start a teaching on living as wise. Praise the Lord. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. A lot of people don't value wisdom because they simply don't know what is in wisdom. Wisdom is more than a, a billion dollars. Amen? Yeah. Wisdom is more powerful than anything that you have. Wisdom. And one of the things that makes us wise is instruction. Somebody's instruction. Now look at this. Proverbs 8, 33. Listen to my instructions and be wise. And be and do not disregard it. Listen to my instructions and be wise. When you disregard instructions, you have signed up for foolishness. Listen to my instructions and be what? Wise. When you see you are somebody who listens to instructions, when you go to a place, people will see you as a very wise person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, they will always see you as a very wise person because you have been so instructed that wisdom is manifest. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 9. ESV. Give instruction to a wise man and he will still be... He will still be... That is why Solomon was the wisest. His father gave him instruction. He prayed for wisdom, but he also received a lot of instructions. Instructions, instructions, instructions. Give instruction to the wise and he will be wiser. May you walk in greater wisdom. May you walk in greater dimension of wisdom. Amen. Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and... Wisdom and... Wisdom and... Yeah, wisdom and instruction, they go together. Wisdom and instruction. Wisdom and instruction, they go together. Wisdom and instruction. Proverbs nineteen twenty. Listen to counsel and receive 
instruction that you may be wise in your be wise in your so we see the powerful effect somebody say instruction is powerful yeah instruction is powerful instruction is powerful. it makes you wise you begin to function as if you are older you are functioning as maybe you may be 30 20 and you are operating and handling your life as if you are 50 or 40 why because you are well instructed i hear with me instructions make you wise you are growing in wisdom Amen. i said you are growing in wisdom Amen. shout i'm growing in wisdom, growing in the, wisdom. Wisdom the wisdom of god is at work in me i manifest wisdom in all areas of my life i manifest wisdom in my marriage I manifest wisdom in my business. I manifest wisdom in my career. In all areas, I function with wisdom because I'm instructed in God's word. Shout of believing, amen. amen. Number five, instructions bring prosperity. <laughs> you will prosper. Amen. I said you will prosper. Amen. You are prospering already. Amen. You know, the Bible says, and the man Isaac, he said, Isaac began to prosper and continued prospering until he was very what? Until he was very what? May you prosper. May you continue prospering until you become super prosperous. But how will that be done? Instructions. Somebody say instructions. 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 Proverbs 16, 20. He says, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers. Whoever gives heed to instructions prospects. Whoever. Now listen, there are many instructions that guarantee prosperity in scripture. Whoever gives heed to them will prosper. Now, I, I like this test because sometimes there are people who are unbelievers and they give heed to instructions on prosperity and they prosper. I hear what you mean. Yeah. One of the biblical instructions that there is that that scatter it and yet you what? Increase it. It's an instruction. When you are generous, God gives you opportunity to prosper. Say an amen. amen. When you are generous, God gives you ideas, opportunities, favors. You meet people, they come up with business ideas, they make suggestions, they link you to all kinds of things that brings you prosperity. Instructions. Instructions. You want to prosper in your life, please pay attention to instructions. Somebody the instructions. The book of Malachi said, bring all the tithe into my storehouse and see if I will not open the windows of heaven. That's an instruction. What you do with it will determine what will happen in your life. What you do with the instructions of scripture. You cannot just decide to live life anyhow and expect that things will go in a particular way. No. You have to live life intentionally. Somebody say intentionally. Intentional. Say be intentional, intentional about your life. Yeah. Those who succeed and succeed at a higher level, they live life with intentionality. Purpose. Very particular. If you see anybody who has prospered and has become wealthy, understand that it did not happen accidentally. It didn't happen what? Yeah, they've had to make hard choices. And for you as a believer, one of the most important choices you can make it's a choice, number one, to honor God in your finances. Somebody say, honor God in your finances. That's yeah. a foundational key. The Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance. And your bonds shall be filled with plenty, and your presses shall best up with new one. Proverbs 3. 
Instruction brings prosperity. Now look at Proverbs 13, verse 18. Poverty and what? Oh, come on, let's read it together. Poverty and what? Come to who ignores, but whoever heeds will prove is, you will not be disgraced. You shall not be poor. It says poverty and disgrace comes to those who ignore instructions. 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 When you ignore the instruction of God, I am telling you, you have set yourself up for a greater challenge in life. Yeah, number six. Instructions protect you from death or destruction. Somebody's instruction protects you from death. Instruction protects you from death or destruction. Now, let's imagine that you bought a deep freezer at 5,000 Ghana cities. Okay? 5,000 Ghana cities, 10,000 Ghana cities. And then you brought it home. Usually, when you buy any electrical appliance, it has a manual. How many of you have seen that manual? That manual is a book of instructions. What is in the manual are simply instructions. Instructions on how to set it up. Instructions on where to put what. Now, you can buy an expensive product and then decide, I don't have time to go through the instructions. I will set it up my own way. <laughs> By the time you finish you would have destroyed the product your own, your own, your own, because there's a way you handle that product. And you don't decide that it is the manufacturer who made the product, who tells you, this is iPhone, this is Samsung, this is what you do with it, this is how you set the phone up. Am I communicating here? Now, so if you fail to deal with instruction the way you ought to relate to instructions, you will destroy your destiny. Now, let me tell you something. You didn't make yourself, God made you. Are here with me? How many of you believe that God made me? The Bible said the Spirit of God has made me. God made you. And if he made you, you don't think he has a say so in how you manage your life? Somebody talk to me. You don't think God has a say so in your life? He made you. If I produce this iPad, I'm the best person to tell you how this, this iPad can function at its optimum. Is that okay? You buy it and you decide you don't value the instructions I've given on it. If you destroy it, it's none of my business. Most electrical appliances that come with a warranty, the warranty is always tied to certain specific instructions. The moment you flout the instructions, when you take it back, and usually the manufacturers know when you have flouted an instruction. When you have flouted an instruction, they will know it because they made it. Am I communicating here? They made it. So, when we fail to follow instructions, we are setting ourselves up for death or destruction because instructions are designed to protect us. Somebody say protect us. Yeah. They are protect us. That's what instructions do. They protect us. Look at this. Proverbs 5, verse 23. He shall die for lack of... He shall die for lack of... And in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. He shall die for... You shall not die. Say a better amen. amen. You shall not die, but you will live to fulfill your destiny in Christ. Amen. The Bible says, I shall not die. Say, I shall not die. I shall not but die. I will live I to live. declare the works of the Lord. Yes. You shall not die. He said he shall die for lack of instruction. When you are not instructed, you will die before your time. He shall die for lack of instruction. Many marriages are dying because people are not following instructions. 
Businesses are dying. People are not following instructions. Great destinies are perishing because people don't have value for instructions. Now, look at Proverbs 10, 10 17. Whoever heeds instruction is in the part of what? In the part of what? He, whoever heeds instruction is where? In the part of life. I've taught you that every time you are reading the scripture, when the scripture says one thing, you have to know that it's saying also the opposite. Is that okay? Is that okay? Yes. Now, so, whoever his instruction is on the part of... Whoever his instruction is on the part of... Now, so, whoever does not heed instruction is on the part of... Whoever does not heed instruction is on the part of what? Death, automatically. Simple. You don't have an option in it. <laughs> now, Proverbs 13, 13. Whoever scorns instruction will pay for it. You will not pay for it. <laughs> Some people pay very dearly. Very, very dearly. As a pastor, I've given simple instruction to people and because they flouted it, they paid dearly. And when I see them going through what they are going through, I feel a, a sense of pity on them. But I can't help them. I hear with me. I can't help them because God was helping them by giving them the instruction. And they didn't follow it. Whoever scorns instruction will pay for it dearly. Sometimes it's a relationship you are considering. Sometimes it's a business with someone you are considering. And when you don't listen to instructions, you will go astray. You shall not go astray. Amen. Proverbs 15.32. Proverbs 15.32. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself. But he who listens to reprove gains intelligence. Receive intelligence. I said receive intelligence. Amen. Now, these are six amazing benefits of instructions. Do you like the benefits? Yes. Do you really like the benefits? Yes. Do you want to see them manifest in your life? Yes. Have you been blessed tonight? Yes. Stand on your feet and begin to give God praise. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus. I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you. Join us again and again. You are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afwakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. 
and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.